Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It With The Homie. As always, it's your boy, second of my name, the first of us, probably the last of my kind, pero hay solo un sejota, joined by young Killmonger, King Slim, starring as Pookie in the New Jack City remake, it's your boy, Avery Du <laughs> and of course, with us, the number one bone bro. He stay covered in the sauce. It's the one and only coming home, Eugene McKeever. She's short on time and short on height, and she's not with us today. So pour one out for Super Producer D. What up, fellas? On International Women's Day, as we record this, it's a men's only podcast. <laughs> because, because the resident woman is not available. Mm. Y'all gonna be missing that female perspective today, boy. Yep. <laughs> all them all the memes about men to get in their 30s and get podcasts. It's gonna be, <laughs> be full-blown misogyny tonight. Happy yeah. International Women's Day. Listen, I I am very honest about myself. My masculinity is equal parts toxic and fragile. But you know what? Yeah, God's working on all of us, so you can't judge me. It's duality, mm, duality. Look at this nigga with the word of the day. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh, oh, I Eugene wants to watch Snowfall, so we're gonna make this a good one. We here for a good time, not a long time, though. So, how y'all feeling this week? Um, you go, you go ahead first. Go ahead, Reg. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Boy, I, bet, I bet you are with that new hairdo. Got your hair not, done. Not you, got Reg, Luke, you, got Luke, really? you got Luca and Kyrie playing with you now. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> uh, yeah, I lost. Hey, anyway, who doing your hair? Uh, I have a family friend. Mm. Um, she's she's done my dad's hair, my mom's hair. She done my sister hair. It's on the last, so she's finally doing my hair. Hold on, your whole family got braids? No, so the whole type clan. Growing, <laughs> <laughs> no, growing up when my Parents were in their thirties. They had locks. Um, they wound up I mean, cutting it. Then my mom grew back her locks. My sister never had locks. She just got braids, and I recently got my locks. Hey, for those of y'all listening, Avery's sister is single, so I'm just throwing it out there: men who are neither toxic nor fragile or hoteps because she came from that and she's not trying to go back to it. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> She's not going back. <laughs> if you slide in the DMs with a grand rising, you will be left on scene. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> She's probably not going to answer at all. So, no, we're going to have to get her on here one day. Let her talk that talk. Gene Bean, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm tired. It's been a long week. I'm good. What happened? I mean, I'm just tired. You gotta get some sleep, beloved. I do. 
<laughs> wow, I'm trying, to hurry up. trying to hurry up with this pod. <laughs> All right, so, so let's do it. Let's let's get to the thing that everybody's <laughs> talking about right now. There's a y'all lot watch, of things. Y'all watch There's Chris a lot Rock of special? things. You're right, but we gonna we gonna do what we can. Y'all watch Chris Rock special? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, that that sounded like a very tepid. Yeah. Wait, who's who's go, who's go here? ahead? You go you go ahead first, Reggie. <laughs> Can't stop <laughs> holding you, right? You Reggie Bullock. Bullock's to the side. Oh man, um, you don't know who that is. I know. That's what makes I, it so funny. I can't. <laughs> um, yeah i I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like it. One should have been short. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> I meant to say before you gave your opinion, I want to know what you think as our resident feminist slash most woke <laughs> person on the pod. So please continue. Anyway, um nah like I felt like it should have been shorter than what it was. Um and like basically up to the the abortion joke and it it should have been went straight to the last 10 minutes, honestly. Um I, he was in his bag. He was deep in his bag. Um, I don't, I think he displayed selective outrage to himself. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good comedy. It was just ranting at the end of the day. What made it not good comedy to you? Um, For me, it's about delivery. And I mean, I feel like Dave Chappelle could have, you know, said the same, possibly the same exact jokes. And yo, turn probably... Brooklyn down in your background. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shoot. Oh, yeah. No, I was I was saying um, Dave Chappelle. Oh, geez, something must have happened. I mean, you live. You live do you, in do you, ra- need, do you need to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Are you in danger? Because it's not no, like I'm, outside. I'm not in danger. They they passed by. Um, as I was saying, no, as I was thinking, I was like, like I get the points that he was trying to convey. I, I get like what he was trying to do. Um, but I think at the same time, I think his his delivery was off. I think Dave Chappelle would have delivered much better and it came off funnier still controversial but it came off funnier um what do you what do you think was off about his delivery like what do you mean by that um i think he was nervous whether he wanted to admit it or not i think he was nervous um two i think i don't know how much time he had to prepare for the show um but i think like he he was teetering between being himself and then not wanting to push the envelope, but then he was just like, F it, let me just push the envelope. But he did it in a sloppy way. I think I, I think I get what you're <laughs> saying by like the nervous the nervousness. This this special is the reason that most comedians don't dare do a special live 
because mo every special is highly produced. They shoot it like two or three times and then cut together the best takes. This is live, one take, all the stutters, all the flubbing of the words. So I get I give him a pass for that. Mm. Yeah. But Eugene, what'd you oh go ahead, keep on. No, it 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 and possibly I'm probably biased because I I also don't really like Chris Rock as a comedian as well. So nigga. Yeah. You know, you 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 mad you that tracks. You woke woke. That tracks. Oh, <laughs> I'm that not tracks. woke woke. I have not woke woke. <laughs> you get all your opinions from, from Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and, and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. <laughs> wow. Oh man, we're not talking about unfunny comedians tonight. Uh Eugene, what do you think about though. it? Uh it was underwhelming to me. Mm. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like groundbreaking. Um, like we knew he was going to talk about the Will Smith thing. That was a given. But unlike Avery, like I didn't expect for him to spend the entire special talking about the Will Smith incident. Um, that's just not feasible. So, but I do think that it should have been maybe 15, 20 minutes shorter. Because it just, it, there was parts that, like, it just, he was just rambling. And it feels like he was just trying to fill time. Um, the Kardashian. It clocked in at about an hour 10. And I think that 10 minutes that you, you guys are talking about would have been edited out had it been a, a regular yeah. special. Yeah. And I, I mean, I took that into consideration too. Like, it's live, and so it's one take. So, I mean, it was it was all right. It wasn't great, but there were some funny moments. It wasn't like it wasn't anything like highly memorable about it, but it was cool. Yeah i I gotta come back to Avery not being a Chris Rock fan, but <laughs> I saw how many times did you guys watch it? I watched it one time. I I I wanted to. I thought about watching it again, but I was just like, I really don't want to. It, really, it wasn't because it was. It wasn't to me. It wasn't worth going back to watch again. Outside of having to talk about it, it wasn't worth. Like it wasn't anything memorable. I'm like, oh, I need to see the special again. So I watched it one and a half times. The first time was live with everybody else, but I was in Puerto Rico. So I was an hour ahead of everybody else. So I had to stay up a little later. And I tried to watch it in bed in a pitch black hotel room while laying down. So I like watched it, fell asleep for apparently a really big chunk, as I discovered. Woke back up, fell asleep. And then I woke back up for like the last, I woke back up for the last 10 minutes. So basically the entire Will Smith part. So I watched it again today because I'm like, nah, like I need to see everything. And I think I gave him a pass on all the flubs, the stuttering, the time filling, because as a, as a public speaker, when you're trying to speak with no notes, like you do, sometimes you need to stall for time in order to remember the things that you want to say. So because it's live and it's an hour's worth of material, I give him a pass for that. Outside of that, this wasn't bigger and blacker. This wasn't, um, what was the, the other joint he did for Netflix? For Netflix? 
was it Netflix? Mm-hmm. The the joint he did where it was shot in um three places and they cut those oh. together. It was like Brooklyn, um, South Africa, and somewhere else. I forget. I don't yeah. know the name of it. But even even that was better than this. This was fine. It's not nothing super memorable about it. Uh, this said, so Avery, I know you said that you thought he should have um, like had more time. This no, is the set. I'm, I'm saying no. I mean to well, work on it. Yeah. So this is the set he's been doing for the last year. The last year. The last year. Like he's been touring this for a while. I had tickets to see him and Kevin Hart last summer, and I missed yeah. it. That's when they brought out Dave Chappelle. So I really missed it. But the, apparently, this is the same set for the most part that he did on that tour. So yeah. these are the polished jokes. Like this is the polished version of it. Yeah. So I mean, like it was fine. Well, I found interesting though was especially the beginning where I feel like and this is not to say that Andrew Schultz is a better comedian than Chris Rock because Schultz is here because he looked up to Chris Rock but you can feel the impact of Schultz on the comedy game where I feel like a lot of those first jokes the um the words hurt if you've never been punched in the face the child slaves making your phones, the R. Kelly versus Michael Jackson, uh, even the abortion, it's a baby. Like, if you listen to Schultz regularly, these are all things he's been saying for like the last three to five years. And so you, you're feeling his influence and his like expressed desire to bring flagrancy back to comedy. A lot of the responses I've seen on Twitter to the special has been like, oh, we need offensive comedy again. You know, Chris Rock, that's exactly what we needed. And I'm like, if you guys are fans of this, of, of Schultz, then you've been seeing all of this for the last, you know, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could just be that, like, Chris has had all of these thoughts, thoughts, but he doesn't have a podcast. Like, he's not always doing podcasts, so we don't hear mm-hmm. them all the time. And if you're, if you're an Andrew Schultz fan, you're hearing him three times a week, sometimes four, plus any comedy he does. Other than that, it was fine. Uh, the Will Smith jokes. You had a year. Meh. You had a year. <laughs> you could have. You could have came up with with something better. Yeah. And that closer was awful. <laughs> oh god! That For closer That closer was terrible. What is it? My mama told me not to fight in front of white people or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I'm that like, was it. That's so the what fir- you close with? The first time, again, I'm I'm half asleep. I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm like, ah, okay. And then when I watch it again today, I'm watching it and he drops the line and that's it. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's just the end? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was such a flat closer. Hmm. <laughs> I was I was just like like why like why bring that up like why like you you're joking and then you make that statement like what was what was the point of that statement i guess yeah it wasn't connected to the joke it wasn't a tag it, it's not a punchline and so it no. just it just fell if you would have mentioned something about that earlier in the special and then that was a callback to it yeah, I think it would have been a little bit funny, but it was just it was just out of the blue. Like you just saying, my mama told me not to fight in front of 
white people. It was I that I, I didn't realize that it was a close because I'm watch I was halfway watching it, but mostly listening to it. And so I wasn't looking at it when he said that. And then I heard everybody cheering. I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> you didn't I, hear the mic drop? No, I, I, I didn't hear the mic drop. At best, I mean, but no, I know that no, 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 that's not true. I did hear, but I didn't realize that I thought he had hit the mic. Like I heard the mic, but I'm not thinking that that's the end. So I'm like, mm. he must have hit the mic, and I look, and it's the end of the special. Yeah, at best, yeah. you can say like tangentially, it's related to when he was talking about his daughter being in private school and acting like the white kids. But nah. That's that's a reach. That ain't it. Yeah. No. Um. I'm a I'm a shift gears real quick because I just saw a Burger King commercial. Avery, you eat Burger King? You look like no. a Burger King. No. <laughs> Jeez. You don't have a Whopper every now and then. No, I don't eat Whoppers. You eat Big Macs? No. Chick Fil A? You eat Chick Fil A? No, I stopped eating Chick Fil A. Wow. The whole yeah. really got you, huh? Oh, oh no, my that's God. The, the woke crowd got you. The woke, woke, woke crowd. Yeah. That's the woke crowd. <laughs> so this, this girl I know, this girl I know, she she's gay. She uh, posted the other day on her story a Chick Fil A sandwich and just put "sorry gays." Period. <laughs> <laughs> so Avery, you got your locks, which is a good transition to the man that everybody is calling NBA dumb boy. Which I'm not gonna go that far and call him NBA dumb boy, but John Morant is in these streets wilding. Okay, so I've I've seen he's trending on Twitter. I've seen he got into some trouble. What what happened? What didn't happen? Where have, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Where have you been that you don't I'm, even know like the basis of the story? Under a rock. Do you know who John Moran is? Yes, yes. He's a basketball okay. player. Do you know what basketball is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. I, I just got to see where, like, how much and how much cover we're going to have to add to this conversation. Uh, no, but seriously, what, what did he do? Like, I, I've heard, like, Stephen A has you know, have issues with him. People, like, baked him up as, like, one of the up-and-coming stars. But, yeah, there's been controversy around him, but I haven't, I don't know the extent of the controversy surrounding him. Um, did it start with the gun? No, no, no. It, it goes back to... Yeah. The, the start is... And actually, this is when it really hit national attention is a couple of months ago. I don't remember one of the sports commentators, they were talking about who's the next face of the league. And somebody brought up John Morant and they were like, nah, it can't Mm -hmm. be him because of who he surrounds himself with. Mm -hmm. John Morant is almost always at all times in the city of Memphis, surrounded by a bunch of Memphis rappers. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Yo Gotti who's like he hangs with his crew. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, no, he's hanging around the wrong people. Like, you can't be the face of the league with, you know, all these thugs around you. And to respond to that, the black community, rightfully so, were like, you cannot say that because people are rappers, they're not good people. 
you can't say that because, you know, my friends, you know, make this type of music that I can't be the face of the league. That's mad racist, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, we just been getting story after story after story of John Morant being NBA dumb boy. Now, (laughs) one of the stories is apparently last year, his mom got an altercation with a worker at finish line, called him, and he was like, bet, I'm coming. Shows up with nine people, beats up this 17-year-old that works at finish line, and then uh, allegedly, 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 pointed a gun at him <laughs> and was like, let me find out when you get off. That's one, one incident. Another incident is a couple of weeks ago, I guess. He gets into a scuffle with people on some other NBA team. And him and his crew were found, allegedly, pointing lasers from their car, lasers or could be be a gun with a scope, we don't know, at the security guards as they're leaving the arena. And then you're starting to hear all these stories about him just being out and about with these rappers, trying to live this thug boy life. And that leads us to last week where he's in Denver for a game. They lose. Before the game, by the way, one of his teammates, the elder statesman, Stephen Adams, is like, hey, we need to tighten up. We need to get better. We wild in a little bit because the Grizzlies are a team full of young knuckleheads. Now, they lose the game. John Morant goes to a strip club and is on IG flashing a gun. A little, little pistol, a little something. But gun was like this big. But you, you can't do that. So the team suspends him for two games. The city of Colorado, <laughs> uh, the city of Denver is investigating him about it. And it's just story after story after story. And I don't know if this is true because it's a rumor on Twitter, but they said that he is um, checking himself into rehab for drugs and alcohol. And with that, of course, because it's the internet, came a lot of old videos of him, uh, of his stories of him drinking. One of which was my man took a bottle, probably a fourth of a bottle of Casamigos, straight to the head. To the head. Didn't flinch at all. All, like just straight up guzzling. You know where you gotta be. I mean, you know Avery because you've been <laughs> in the street, but you know what your tolerance gotta be like to take some tequila straight to the face that much. Yeah, yeah. no flinch. Yeah. So you know we make the he, jokes. He, about he drank it like it was some orange juice. Like for real. So we we make the jokes about NBA dumb boy, but it's very clear that something is going on in Jaw's life mentally, emotionally. You know, pick a lead, and he needs help. Yeah, yeah. That's it was, it was, it was wild. Um, seeing like the the old videos of him, like it was, looked like it was like stuff from like the summer and everything. So it didn't look like it was happening right now, but he was just just wilding. But it was like. Excuse me. To me, it felt like somebody who really wasn't a part of, like, they didn't grow up like that. And they were just doing what they had seen on, like, TV and in movies and what they had heard that people who were really from the hood, how they act and how they talk. It didn't seem natural in those videos that I saw. On, on, On a part of him being the face. Because clearly, at least his talent speaks for itself. So in in terms of him being the face, 
we know that other players get as wild, if not wilder, than he does. So is like, do we do we paint a situation with a broad stroke, or do we just single him out or single star players out based on like their actions? Like now, when you're talking about face of the league, there has never been an official face of the league who has acted like this. It is always the dudes are always squeaky clean. Because again, you're you're not just representing your team, you're representing the brand. And mm. so the NBA is yeah. really meticulous about who they put out there as that face. 20 years now, LeBron has been the face of the league. Do you know what we see him with in his videos? A glass of red wine. Yeah, you know, we'll see him rapping, you know, he might be out or whatever, but you never, you've never heard 20 years, you've never heard a scandal mm-hmm. about LeBron. Steph, Chris Paul, the only Chris Paul scandal we've heard was when Ye was like, I caught this man with Kim. And if you notice, <laughs> that's been buried. That came yeah. and went. Yeah. Uh, before that, like, just, just go through it. Like, it, for the most part, when the league picks someone as the face, it is a squeaky clean guy. Like talent isn't enough. Mm-hmm. There was a reason they rejected yeah. Allen Iverson. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and then I think for him to be the best player on an up and coming team, it puts a different spotlight on him. Mm-hmm. Like we, we know what J.R. Smith used to do, <laughs> but J.R. was never in that position. Yeah. And James Harden, when he was in that position, used to get lit up all the time for it. James mm. never cared about being the face of the league, though. Yeah. James barely yeah. cares about basketball. Yeah. Barely. My man is my man is trying to go back to the Houston Rockets where he has his jersey retired in a strip club. You that, trying to come out. You trying to come out of retirement like MJ. We know what's important <laughs> to James Harden. The league <laughs> knows what's important to James Harden. I mean, even look at Kevin Durant, you know, minus his like Twitter issues aside, in the time that he spent as the face of the league, that is when he was his most squeaky clean. And yeah. when he started to stray away from that, if you notice, the NBA has started to kind of subdue on him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a job. At the end of the day, it's a job. And yeah. it's just like, if you don't represent the company, you ain't going to get a spotlight on you. So I get it. And just, I guess like, I'm I'm just wondering, like, is, are they like putting things in place to help him, like, as opposed as to just be like, all right, he's a bad apple, let him let him do what he does. Yeah, you know? we gonna we gonna find but out. The league is really the league has never really put stuff in place to help people though. That's a like, team they, thing. yeah. That's I mean, what is a team thing, and it's a individual thing. Like, if you feel like. You need to straighten up. You need to get, you know, your stuff in order. Then that's something that you. No, I get that. Are like, you making a, freaking millions of dollars? Like you should be yeah. able to help yourself out. But I'm saying, like, when it gets apparently, if he's alleging to be going into drug and rehab, like, are there like things they do to help out that player? But I guess they'll, pro- they'll provide the the rehab. You know, tell them where to go, yeah. get him the best one. But here's the thing: every team has multiple handlers slash fix-it men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if all a... of this stuff about Ja is getting out, 
one, either the team's handlers aren't doing their jobs right, or Ja is out here wilding to the point that they've covered up so much and stuff is still slipping through the cracks. Mm. Or they're they're leaking stuff. That too. Mm-hmm. Teams will do that. Because every team every team has a Ray Donovan and Olivia Post. <laughs> <laughs> every sing, every single team, <laughs> and then I think you you do have to talk about who Jai is surrounding himself with. You know, listen, we listen to their music. Well, y'all listen to their music. We know what they're talking about. Y'all, the y'all listen who, to their music. Who's y'all? Hey, 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 his people. Yeah, y'all, y'all <laughs> and y'all know what they're talking it's... about in their raps. It's all, it's all show you, tunes over yeah, here. You follow them on social media. So you know you know what they're posting and what they're about. So the argument like, oh, don't call them this because they're rappers. It's like, what have they put out about themselves into the world to tell us who they are? Right? It's not like he's hang, hanging with Chance. If he was hanging with Chance, nobody would have a problem because of the image that Chance has put out there. Yeah. Or even Kendrick or J. Cole. Right. But he's hanging with Yo Gotti. I think it's Yo Gotti or Moneybag. Yo, one one of them Memphis rappers. Please, Memphis rappers, don't come to me. I respect y'all. I know y'all about it. I, I, I I've been to Memphis multiple times. Oh man. Oh, I do hope he he gets the help that he needs and he gets himself back on track because it was suck, you know, and with all that potential and then just squander it away. Oh. Yeah, man. Pray, prayers up, prayers up for Jado. Like, you hate to see someone so young and so talented throw it all away. Yeah, I imagine he's under a lot of pressure. His father has groomed him for nothing but this, and I could see drugs and alcohol being the escape. Uh, you know, you just hope you just hope it doesn't it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Now. I got a question for y'all. I've mentioned a few times that I just spent the last few days in Puerto Rico. It was nice. The weather was beautiful. It was amazing. But I went out with my wife one night and we noticed a situation. We got into a little debate over it. My question is, and then I'll tell you the situation, are men delusional or are women mean? So what happened was, (laughs) Two at, things can be true at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so we at we at this bar, right? The spot in, in San Juan, La Factoria. It is one of the 50 best bars in the world. The drinks are phenomenal. We're sitting there enjoying ourselves, some adult beverages. We're chatting. And just as we're getting ready to go, these two young girls, probably college age, right? Mm-hmm. Walk by us. And then they walk back and they mm-hmm. see these two older men definitely late 40s early 50s and they go hey and they start to hug and they're like oh my goodness and so now my wife and i we play the game that we love to play guess what's happening in this situation (laughs) so we say to ourselves we're gonna order another drink and sit and watch for a little bit so the guys they it, it was very clear that they had met the previous night or a night before somewhere in san juan at some other bar and what proceeded was pure shenanigans. 
these men followed these girls around like puppies. And it was very clear that they thought they had a chance and that this night was going to end with some adult playtime. So they're buying drinks, they're doing all that. Now, my wife and I were looking at these men and we're like, they had absolutely no chance. But they clearly believed they did. And my wife was like, nah, young girls, they're gonna get their free drinks and they're gonna say goodnight and they're gonna go back home. Leading these men on, but these men think they have a real chance. So are they delusional or are these girls mean? Like Eugene said, both things could be true at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Those, no, like those men are delusional. And those women, you know, I wouldn't say mean. They They just know how to play the game. All right. So speaking to the delusion of these men. Mm-hmm. Why would they think they really had a chance? They remember in their old days. They remember in their old days. They remember what they did to get women like that. They using their old tricks. I don't know, man. These men, they don't look like they were pieced up when they were in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's probably They're probably thinking, hey, I'm spending money on these girls surely this can end well for me all right so have you guys ever been i know the answer is probably no for you eugene but avery have you ever been in this situation where you are out and you in the club you're at the bar you doing whatever it is you do when you outside Mm -hmm. because you outside (laughs) have you ever felt like you were being led on only to get dubbed at the end of the night Mm. i would say one time it was it was an actual date. Um, oh, dad, that's even worse. Yeah, and yeah, like I'm buying drinks and you know trying to talk to her, trying to get to know her, trying to have a fun time. And yeah, that that <laughs> that date was a dub. She was just sitting there, just looking around, drinking and everything. And yeah, so yeah, definitely experienced that. Man, how did you respond to it? I just went home. It was nothing, nothing really to say, nothing really to do. I didn't, I went home, didn't really talk to her afterwards, didn't really seek to try to hang out with her afterwards or even follow up. It was just like, all right, it is what it is. And I did. Mm. Did you cry? (laughs) No, (laughs) just cut my losses. That's all. Did you punch the air like <laughs> like, like Cuba Gooden Jr. and Boys no, in the Hood? No, no, um, Yeah, I've never been in a situation like that because I wasn't really trying to talk to girls in the club the few times that I went. <laughs> Why well, have a hard time believing you? <laughs> Believe in what? Now nah, we we was together. We would be. I in was. Club. Making I was jokes. out more than Claude was. He was. <laughs> I used to have to drag him out. Yo, I'm such an inside person. Yeah, man, been <laughs> you been old and curmudgeon his whole life. <laughs> I really have been. <laughs> the I one time, one time never. we went to a party and Claude didn't drink. I drank, so Claude was just 
in the kitchen making it was a house party. He was just making all types of like drinking anything that looked like it had liquor in it. <laughs> the, this man threw up the next day. It was bro, family weekend. Bro, me, you're part first, Caribbean. You're first part of all, Caribbean. First, first of all, first of all, <laughs> me and Eugene, I remember very specifically that night. We were at this party and we, we got there mad late. And we were like, yo, who can I think we said like who could get drunk first or get drunk the fastest? And then we were just going. Mm-hmm. And then the, what messed me up was I'm lactose intolerant and I had Bailey's. Oh, jeez. And then we got in that car <laughs> and I threw all the way. Oh, man. So it's family weekend and my family's there and my mom's was like, all right, let's go do this, this, and this. And I told my sister, I was like, last night I got drunk for the first time. I cannot move. And so because we went to a culinary school, mm-hmm. My sister was like, oh, he had some bad food from one of the culinary students. He just has to rest today. So shout out to my sister. <laughs> that day, mom, when you hear this, you now know what actually happened in 2005. Uh, I was good. Like, day, I wasn't, I didn't feel anything. Like, I wasn't drunk at all. Yo, you know I was actually remember? looking no, for another party to go to. You were drunk. What I remember is that we were both peeing and we were like, we were like, yo, my pee is so clear. It's so clear. If I pee in the cup, you would drink it right now. Uh, <laughs> yo. yo, it's like the stupidest things you remember oh, from those nights. I walked in the room, I walked in my dorm room, because that's when I still lived on campus. And my roommate said something to me. I said, shut up, Tracy, I'm drunk. And <laughs> Hey, remember, remember that dude? What was his name? John. I would not call him DC because he was not from DC. <laughs> but he was trying to act like he was drunk, and I had been watching him the whole night, and I knew he did not drink. And so he came. We was back on campus, and he was like, he was like acting like he was drunk. I was like, John, you're not drunk. Like you didn't drink. Nothing. He was like, I am, just a little bit. I said, you didn't drink anything. You're not drunk at all. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene used to be calling people out crazy. I did. I I used to call people, if, especially if you lied about where you was from. I that made me so. I yeah, it used to piss me off. It was him. And it was another dude. No, I'm on. Wait, wait, wait. Now, how how do you find out that people weren't where they were from? Because he because you freshman year, like everybody pretty much calls you where you're from. Like yeah, I was I was Cla- Brooklyn. Claude's Cla- Cla- name was Brooklyn. People used to call me DC. Because I was like from right outside of DC, mm-hmm. like nobody's calling me Maryland, so they used to call me DC. But then I was like, no, don't call me DC, call me Eugene. Because there was another dude saying that he was from DC. But he used to wear he used to wear his high school football jersey, and it said Hopkins High School. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, where's Hop? Not Hopkins. It was where is it? He was from. Um... I forget. Where was he from? It was somewhere like an hour and a half. It wasn't Upper Marlboro, it was, was it? It was an hour and 10 minutes outside of the city. I know that because I map quested with <laughs> my friend who I went to high school with, Tequila. Shout out to Tequila, wherever you at. Um, that, what was the name of it? It was some It was some weird place that we had never heard of. And so we was like, Yo, where is this place at? So we map quested Washington, D.C. to wherever this, Chopticon. That was the name Ch- of the place. Chopticon. Chop the con Maryland. We had never heard of Chop the Con Maryland, but he wore his he used to wear his he used to wear his high school practice football jersey. 
and it said Chopticon High. And I was like, Yo, where's Chopticon at? He was like, because he was telling everybody he was from DC. He was like, What part of DC are you from? Southeast, good. Good Hope Road. That's what everybody says they're from. Everyone, everyone <laughs> that's not from DC says that they're from Southeast. And so I already knew, like, you're not from there. So he was like, well, where's Chopticon? He said, Oh, I just went to high school out there, my junior and senior year, but I'm really from DC. So I was like, So you graduated from Chopticon? He was like, Yeah. And so I'm I map quested and figured out where it was from. So that already made me mad. And now you trying to act like you drunk for <laughs> These random people, like you don't even know these people. So <laughs> I was just I I hate when people lied about where they was from. Yo, I didn't know about Southeast DC until I got to college. <clears throat> Actually, yeah, my first college experience because I spent a week at Virginia State University. And there was somebody Ooh, there. Ooh. There was somebody there from Southeast, and it was, and it was uh, what was, Eugene, what was the song? Southeast, South, Southeast. And that's the South. name. Yeah, so that song was playing, and a bunch of niggas from D.C. got up <laughs> was like, Southeast, South, Southeast. And one of them got mad drunk and started stomping on the Virginia State logo. And all I remember is they beat that boy so bad, he didn't have clothes on the next day. Mm. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah. Listen, if you get in a fight, you start the fight with clothes on, and you end the fight with clothes off, there's no ambiguity about who won. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm glad you laughed at that because I'm gonna use it as a sermon illustration. And my wife didn't laugh, so I don't know if it's gonna land or not. So that's good. No, you can't use me. I laugh at everything. Don't, nah, that's don't right. I'm just taking it. I'm taking it. I'm taking my double. Oh, <laughs> All right. Um, Avery, we gonna get to your question next time. No problem. Cause uh Eugene trying to watch Snowfall. No, we got time. It's cool. I also I didn't I didn't watch the TikTok, so I'll let y'all Oh no, it was just the uh It was just talking about it was, uh, what's, Vans. What's, you didn't what's... see Van's post about Oh yeah, um, I did. Okay, yeah. That that, that was the TikTok. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Okay, so y'all y'all emotionally available? Yeah. Look, man, I hug I hugs my bros. So I'm I have no shame about hugging my bros. I don't find it gay. I don't find it soft. Men need affection too. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's a it's a juvenile uh kid argument, honestly. It's just like I tell my I tell my boys I love them, hug them. Mm-hmm. Avery won't buy me drinks or nothing when we go see movies <laughs> together. But see, that's a callback, Chris Rock. That's a callback. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I yeah, like I have I have no issues letting the homies know. Like I'm here to talk. Like I got one friend in particular. Every phone call, he's like, "Yo, love you." Like that's yeah. I see. I see nothing wrong with that, and I think it's a childish waste of a time argument had but by people on the internet. I think. Well. T- like I have no problem, you know, being emotion available to my bros. Um, you a lie, but go on. Wow. Either wow. you a lie, or the woman in your life are like, well, why can't you do that with us? But that we're not talking about your dating life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll take that hit. I'll take that <laughs> hit. <laughs> oh. 
No, but like I, I guess the question I want to ask is like, why, why are we still having these conversations? Like, why, why is it that there's some and some, and not most of us saying like, okay, boom, we emotionally available, we're there for our bros, as opposed to as like, oh, as you know, gay to hug a brother or as gay to say I love you, you know, to another brother, like. Where where does that come from? Besides toxic masculinity, um, I think it's, it's just toxic masculinity. I think it's just toxic masculinity. Right? Like, <laughs> it's uh, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of ooh. I just saw the KD injury. Uh, it's just he hurt again. Yeah, in warm ups, he slipped. <laughs> slipped Sorry. in warm ups, hurt his ankle. This nigga's Mister Magoo. Listen, you you can't be seven feet tall, one hundred and seventy five pounds, and not expect to be hurt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's it's just it's toxic masculinity, right? It's this this culture that we and I'm talking as black men that we mm-hmm. grow up in of hyper machismo, hypersexuality. Your manhood is defined by how many women you can sleep with. You know, you have to fight about everything, uh, the idea of solving problems with your words or even walking away makes you soft. It, it's all those stupid things being wrapped up and you know just passed down on and on. Like They don't have these conversations about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, mm-hmm. best of friends, At all. hug and kiss each other all the time. It's us. And now a part of it is going back to things like slavery which i know people go you know that was a long time ago but it really wasn't and you you know there's this book called the body keeps score that talks about how trauma is passed down generationally and you think about how they used to take men black men and make them fight similar to dog fighting like Mm -hmm. you you created a rift there that has lasted through generations it is this constant idea of what do we always say? There can be only one. Mm-hmm. So you think back to when Will Smith was the leading man in movies, it was him. When it was Denzel, it was him. This idea that we could have more than one was almost anathema. And even now, as so we just found out that Jonathan Majors is going to be playing um, Dennis Rodman in an upcoming biopic. It was literally just announced like 10 minutes ago. Uh, there's already this kind of jockeying between him and Michael B. Jordan. Obviously, they're not doing it, but it's happening happening mm-hmm. in the media. Like, who's going to get the role? Because historically, we have always been taught that there can be only one. And so you take that, you take centuries, you take generations of this constant, you need to be strong, you need to be masculine, you need to be insert thing here, and you wonder why in the year of our Lord, 2023, we we can't do something as simple as hug our brothers. Yeah, it's it's sad. Um, and the only thing that we could do is hopefully pass down the dismantling of that <clears throat> toxic toxic masculinity mindset that you can't be affectionate with the men that you care about in your life. Um, That's what I do with my sons. Like I kiss them. I give them hugs. I, you know, lay on them. I 
you know, play play in their hair, touch their hair, you know, just to be affectionate to but to one, because I don't want them to grow up and feel like, oh, it's uncomfortable for me to be vulnerable around other men because I've seen that. And so I don't that 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 is what I don't want um, for them to grow up. You know, to be men like that that are uncomfortable with being vulnerable around other men because you need to be vulnerable about around other men. Like there's certain things that you can only share with a man that you're going to get the response that you need. You're going to get the insight that you need, the the care and the understanding that you need. Sometimes it can only come from a man. Yeah, you can talk to the women in your life, but they're not going to understand it to the extent that a man will because another man will have nine times out of ten dealt with something similar yeah and we have to raise our sons and our nephews our cousins to have a deeper definition of manhood than the stereotypes like i actually i just finished this uh this interesting book about transgenderism and that's a conversation we could have on another day but they were talking about defining masculinity and femininity according to stereotypes and the guy who wrote the book was like a hundred years ago pink was considered a masculine color now if a little boy has pink on you know people get all nervous and they're like oh you're trying to make him gay and it's like it's just a color like what are we teaching i also i wear a lot of pink so this could just be me you know caping for myself but it is uh we need to have a deeper more robust understanding of what it means to be a man that goes beyond boys wear blue and like trucks. We um we got Jackson a uh, baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got him a doll because he's he's that helps little boys you know understand what it's what it takes to care for a baby. And him playing with a baby doll at two years old like that's not that's not going to define his. And sexuality so yeah i mean it also teaches boys to be nurturers as well yeah. this is how you grow up with fathers who are emotionally unavailable to their kids and don't have time for them because they never learned how to nurture as though that's only a, a thing a woman can do yeah i have no shame oh we know no, you read a book about about being transgender, but you won't watch Pose. I read two books about being transgender, actually, but you won't watch Pose. And I got a third one I'm gonna read soon. So, I mean, you know, in the color purple, Suge Avery sings this song. God is trying to tell you something. <laughs> oh, man! You know what? Whatever life choice you make, beloved. You're still my brother. <laughs> if that is what you want to do, <laughs> that's what you want. I was, was going to say. <laughs> I, will, I will love you, Claude, or whatever name or description you want Listen, to go by. I've been very clear about this from the beginning. If we get to pick our pronouns, mine are ye, yim, yer. That's so childish. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad somebody else said it. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I identify. Childish. What are your pronouns? You're. You're. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't see that in the pamphlet. Oh, man. 
I got a friend that's a that's a comedian. I got a couple of friends who are comedians, but I got a new friend that's a comedian. And he heard me preach and he's like, yo, do you do comedy? I was like, no, what you mean? He's like, you got, he's like, you've got good timing and you've got good delivery. And he's like, I, I see a little stand-up in you. And so I told him, I was like, listen, I have friends who are actual comedians. And so I don't tell them this, but I very secretly, I just want to try stand-up like twice. You were supposed to do that last year. I know, but I was trying to get Avery to go with me, but he mad soft, so he wanted to go. And I mean soft in the most toxic way I could possibly mean it. You left me out there. You left me hanging. I'll take it. I was like, yo, a five minute (laughs) set. Like, let's just. I just want to try it. I'll watch. I ain't gonna do it. (laughs) Yo, open mics are terrible. Open mics are horrible. We can go up there and be bad together. No, that's what I want for my birthday. You can't say no. It's my birthday. Damn it. See, my my, five year old be doing that to me. She'd be like, Daddy, I'm about to ask you something, but you can't say no, okay? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I'm not agreeing to this before you get your words off. You got to agree to terms and conditions before you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I just want the record to show that this entire podcast, Eugene has been playing 2K. <laughs> the entire podcast. <laughs> but I'm engaged, right? I just, I'm, I'm just you following are. you. I'm following you as you follow Christ. <laughs> oh, yo, yo, love y'all, love y'all, bros, man. Love them. Tell them you love them. Tell them, tell them you care about them. Be vulnerable. All the studies show that the average man does not have anybody that they can open that they open up to the average man doesn't have any friends friends that they can be vulnerable with and as someone who works with families avery you work with families you see the effect that that has on a household and as men we delude ourselves we lie to ourselves we go no no i got friends what you talking about we got boys we'll hoop with we got boys we'll watch the game with boys we'll go grab a drink with avery you and your people y'all go smoke together but you don't what, open up to each other. You, you know, yeah, yeah, druggies. But you don't open up to each other. You don't. You don't tell what's really going on in your heart. Me and Eugene be on the phone for at least an hour, at least once a week, spilling our guts. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> but <laughs> like you, you. But you need that though. It's healthy. It's necessary. Yeah, Avery, you got smoke bros? What? No, oh, I Avery, oh Avery, yo, Avery has a kite right now. No, I am not. Jeez. I have gamer bros. Yes. I do not have smoke bros. I don't <laughs> really, sir. <laughs> he, he didn't say I don't do it. <laughs> he started to and it was like, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Avery, when the last time you got high? Tell the truth. <laughs> Why are you talking about this? Hey, remember he said, remember I was like, yo, Avery, you been ghost all day? He's like, I slept all day. You smoked this morning, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Avery, when yep. last time you been to church? This ain't a two Christian Sundays, podcast, but we can ask about Two Sundays ago, man. Two Sundays ago. Where'd you go? Your church. Nah, nah, nah. That, that don't count. When the last time you been to church that wasn't my church? Ages. Mm, when last time you, you smoked? Said ages. Not ages. Since last year. When the last time you smoked? Oh my gosh! 
<laughs> you answered the question already. See, look, a part oh, of being a part of being vulnerable with your boys, a part of loving them is calling them out when they mess. I do it because I love you, and because so it's good saying, content for the pod. <laughs> you saying smoking is mess? Hey, that's a conversation we could have on another day, but we have run out of time <laughs> on this edition of kicking it with the homie. Oh, I do not support Wait. drug use. I don't know what these other two brothers fall, but we can tell about one. I'm not telling you what to do with your life. I'm telling you what I don't do. Mm. Please <laughs> like us, rate us, review us, leave us five stars, please. If they don't got five stars for this lovely men's edition podcast on this International Women's Day. Eugene, what should they do? They should um, take a shot of Casamigos like John Moran. <laughs> That's it, yo. For real? No cap, as the kids say? I love y'all. Sir, no. That was a terrible That was an awful use. <laughs> I'm I'm 35. I don't got to hey, do it right. Hey yo, for real. No, no cap. cap. As a kid, you sound you sound, no, no cap. You sound like an undercover agent. <laughs> no, no cap. I would like to buy three weeds, please. <laughs> you sound um, like you're wearing a wire right now. <laughs> it's funny because I have a lav mic on, so technically I am. Oh, your man got a lav mic? You was using up all the church money. <laughs> nah, this was uh from back when I recorded that that Black History podcast. Mm. I was using that nonprofit money. Okay, I respect it. But before the government comes looking for me, yo, <laughs> my kicking in with the homie, kicking in with the homie, kicking in with the oh oh. oh.